the scriptures, get to share from the word of God. Um, but before we get into it today, I feel like um, it might be helpful just for you to get to know me a little bit because I'm a stranger. Um, uh, this is my first time here. And you, you guys have a really amazing building, by the way, and you're all really lovely people. So I can't wait to get to chat to more of you afterwards. Uh, but just, just a bit about me. I am currently one of the pastors at um, City Gates Church, which is an Elam church in Ilford. I'm still confused as to whether it's Essex or London, but... Okay, Essex, there you go. Question answered. Um, but before I became a pastor, before I went into ministry, I um, studied a degree in biomedical sciences, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, I just like, found it interesting to learn about the human body, how it all works, uh, how different diseases and treatments work. But there were two parts of my degree that I didn't really enjoy so much. In fact, I'd probably go as far as to say I hated these parts of my degree. Uh, and that was all the modules to do with genetics, because I found genetics boring and complicated. Um, and I absolutely hated lab work, because every time I put on a lab coat and stepped into a lab, something would inevitably go wrong. So in my um, final year of uni, I had to do um, this research project where I would spend 12 weeks, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, working in a lab. But it's okay, because I got to um, submit like an application for what I wanted to research whilst I was in the lab. And I didn't really care what it was, as long as it wasn't genetics. So I submitted an application to research cells. And when I got my assignment back, I wasn't assigned to research cells. I was assigned to research cell genetics. <laughs> so I had to spend 12 weeks... Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, in a lab, doing lab work, which I hate, studying genetics, which I hate, and then to top it all off, I was doing the exact same experiment every single day, and every single day, the experiment did not work. It produced no results whatsoever. So as you can imagine, 12 weeks felt more like 12 years, and I found myself asking, Jesus, why is this happening to me? Like, you know I hate labs, you know I hate genetics, and you can't even help me make this experiment work so I can leave early. Why are you allowing me to go through this torture? I wonder if you've ever found yourself in a similar situation where you found yourself wanting to ask, why are you letting me go through this, Jesus? I call moments like this, why Jesus moments. And maybe you're in a why Jesus moment or season right now. And maybe your why Jesus moment is a lot less trivial than the one I just described. Maybe you're in a season where you're really struggling right now. You're going through something really painful or difficult. Well, in today's message, I hope to explore whether or not we can find hope in the middle of our why Jesus moments. Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. Um, but we're going to uh, dive into the scriptures in a moment. But before we do, um, let, let's pray. Um, so Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are and for all you've done. Thank you for your word. And as we dive into your word today, would you speak to us, speak to our hearts, speak to our situations, and lead us to you by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 
cool. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 11, because that's where we're going to be for the rest of our time uh, together, uh, to find out where to look for hope in the midst of our Why Jesus moments. We're going to look at a Why Jesus moment that pops up in the Bible. And so just to give you an overview of the passage before we dive into it, what happens is Jesus becomes really good friends with this family that consists of two sisters, Mary and Martha, and their brother, Lazarus. And in the passage that we're going to read today, Lazarus actually dies, he passes away, but Jesus comes and raises him from the dead. And it's this amazing miracle that Jesus does for his friends. So you might be thinking, well, this sounds like a happy story. Like, it's a great thing that Jesus does. So where is the why Jesus moment in a story like that? Well, let's take a look at the story from the beginning. And we see that Jesus is actually out of town with his disciples when Lazarus first gets sick. So when Lazarus is ill, his sisters, Mary and Martha, send a message to Jesus to let him know uh, what's happened. So let's take a look at how Jesus responds to the message in John chapter 11, verses 5 to 7. It says this. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days and then said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. So here is the why Jesus moment. Jesus hears the news about Lazarus being sick. And instead of going to see him straight away, he stays where he is for two more days. Like two whole days. And by the way, it's in those two days that Lazarus passes away from his illness. Like, if that's not a why Jesus moment, I don't know what is. Like, Jesus, why did you wait? Well, we're actually told the reason that Jesus waited is because he loved Lazarus and his sisters. It says in verse 5, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Like, surely, if Jesus really loved them... He would have rushed back to see Lazarus as soon as he heard that he was ill, right? Or at least that's what we would do. But John has made it really clear here that Jesus' delay is not a denial of his love. That it's in his love that Jesus delays. Like his, his his delay is because he loves in this instance. But it still kind of feels like Jesus needs to clear that up for us. Like, how can he wait for Lazarus to die and say that it's because he loves him? Well, let's fast forward to a conversation that Jesus has with his disciples that helps us understand a little bit more um, in verses 14 and 15. It says, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And so for Jesus, in his love, it's more important for them to believe than it is for them to be spared of the pain and heartache of losing Lazarus. But why, Jesus? It's still not making much sense. Well, 
when Jesus finally goes to see Lazarus, there's a conversation he has um, with uh, Lazarus' sister Martha uh, as he arrives that might hopefully clear things up for us a little bit more. Here's the conversation. We're looking at verses 21 to 25. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Okay, so Martha has an understanding that if Jesus was there, he could have healed Lazarus. And she even has an understanding that on the last day, Lazarus will rise again in the resurrection. But Jesus says, hold on, Martha, you don't quite get it, because I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Yes, your brother will rise in the resurrection at the last day, but it's by my power that he will rise. He says to her, the resurrection is not just a future event, but a person standing in front of you right now. He would say to us that the resurrection is not just a future event, but a person in this room right now. Eternal life is not some abstract future. It's not found in perfect exam results or getting into the uni you want. It's not found in that relationship you might be looking for or the perfect career or a life of comfort and ease. It's not even living the perfect life with no mistakes. Eternal life is to know Jesus. In fact, Jesus says this himself in John 17, verse 3. He says, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. To know Jesus is eternal life. Um, What would you do if I told you I know Justin Bieber? Would would you believe me? Okay, okay. What, What if I told you I could prove it? I can prove to you right now that I know Justin Bieber. Okay, are you ready? I know Justin Bieber because I read a blog post about him one time. Is that enough proof for you? You need some more proof? Okay. I know Justin Bieber because I know some of his songs. Still not enough proof? Okay, this one. Surely this one is enough proof. Okay. I know Justin Bieber because I follow him on Instagram. Okay, you get the point. I don't know Justin Bieber. I just know about him. And as Jesus invites us to know him and receive eternal life, he's not inviting us to just know about him. He's inviting us to know him deeply, to know him closely, to know him intimately. And this is why, in his love, Jesus allowed Lazarus to die. Because it gave Martha and many other people a chance to know him more deeply. 
You see, that's actually what we're created for. Human beings are created to know and enjoy God deeply, to enjoy friendship with him. But humanity, all of humanity, we've rebelled against God. That's what the Bible calls sin. We've, in our sin, we've rejected God and his invitation to friendship. And human sin has separated us from God. And so... Jesus' priority is to bring us back into the relationship that we're made for, to know God deeply and to enjoy him. See, Jesus wants to reveal himself to us in our why Jesus moments so that we can know him more deeply because to know him is eternal life. So as we continue through this passage, I want to highlight a few of the ways that Jesus wants to reveal himself to us in our why Jesus moment. Uh, And the first way that shows up in this passage that Jesus wants to reveal himself to us in our why Jesus moment is that he speaks. Jesus speaks. So um, we've seen before in verses 25 to 26 when Jesus meets Martha on his way to see Lazarus. Uh, It says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And so as we've seen already in this why Jesus moment, Jesus speaks to Martha and reveals himself to be the resurrection and the life. And in our why Jesus moments, he is speaking to us too. He's given us his word. He's chosen to reveal himself through the story of scripture. And he's given us his Holy Spirit who reminds us of the things that God has already said. And so God has spoken and God is speaking. But the question is, in the middle of our why Jesus moments, are we listening? Are we going to the Bible to define the character of God or are we allowing our circumstances and feelings to tell us who God is? Because we have to go to the unchanging word of God to get to know the unchanging character of God. When we look to the scriptures, we see that God is loving and kind and merciful and just. He's our comforter, our fortress, our refuge, our very present help in times of trouble, our savior, our healer, our deliverer, our rescuer, our giver of peace. And the list goes on and on. And do you have people in your life who you can trust to remind you of God's character in difficult times? to remind you that the gospel that you've believed is still good news. See, Martha hears the words of Jesus as he speaks to her in her why Jesus moment. And her response is this in verse 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. See, it's so easy to let our circumstances tell us who God is, but when we allow God to speak through his word, through his spirit, and through his people, we can respond like Martha and say, yes, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. Even though this is so tough, help me to believe that you are who you say you are. And so that's the first way that Jesus reveals himself to us in our why Jesus moments. He speaks, but then he also weeps. He speaks and he weeps. So after Jesus speaks with Martha, 
Um, Martha goes to find her sister Mary to tell her that Jesus is looking for her. Uh, and so Mary goes out to meet Jesus, and here's the conversation that they have in verses 32 to 37. When Mary reached the place where Jesus uh, was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and troubled in spirit. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So notice the difference between Mary's response and Martha's response. They say the same thing initially. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But Martha adds a statement of faith to the end of it. Martha says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Whereas Mary, on the other hand, just cries. And let's have a look at Jesus' response. So Mary says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping, he rebuked her and told her to have more faith. Hang on, sorry, that's not right. Um, Okay. Uh, When Jesus saw her weeping, he was ready to punish her for her doubt. Sorry, no, that's not right either. Hold on. Okay, here we go. When Jesus saw her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And when Jesus uh, saw the tomb where Lazarus had been laying, he, he wept. And Jesus is moved with compassion in our why Jesus moments too. He's not looking to condemn us for our doubts. He's looking to comfort us in our pain. And this is why, in our Why Jesus moments, the best thing for us to do is to run to the arms of Jesus. Not to isolate ourselves from from Christian community and not to stop talking to God because he wants to weep with us. He wants to show his compassion to us. He wants to wrap his his arms around us and comfort us in our pain. God does not delight in our suffering. But he knows that the one thing we need more than to get out of a difficult time is to know him more. Because to know him is eternal life. And so um, he, he reveals himself to us in our Why Jesus moments as he speaks and as he weeps. And in Mary and Martha's situation, Jesus doesn't just speak empty words or cry empty tears. His words and his weeping are proven genuine by his working. In our Why Jesus moments, he speaks, he weeps, and he works. Let's take a look uh, from verse 38 to 44. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb, It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by uh, by this time there was a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. 
And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So Jesus reveals himself in his work. And this particular revelation of Jesus being the resurrection and the life should give us so much confidence. Like, he is the resurrection and the life. He spoke those words to Martha. And then this miracle that he does supports his claim. But this miracle was not just to support his claim, but a foreshadowing of what was to come. That he would die for our sin only to rise from the grave three days later. He is alive. Death is overcome. And isn't death the worst thing that can happen to any of us? And so now that the resurrection and the life has overcome death, we have nothing left to fear. The resurrection of Jesus proves that God is not limited by any circumstance, no matter how bleak our situations seem. If death cannot overpower Jesus, then neither can bad exam results, the opinions of others, our own failures, unemployment, sickness, and the list goes on. Jesus is so much bigger than all of that. And so his heart for us in our Why Jesus moments is not that we just suffer for no reason. His heart is that he wants us to know him. Because to know him is eternal life. Um, 2018 uh, was probably the worst year of my life so far. I'm still really young, so I've got um, my whole life ahead of me. But probably, yeah, the worst year of my life so far. Um, went through like a lot of stuff which kind of um, led to um, anxiety, a few panic attacks here and there. Um, and then later on in the year, my, um, my grandma passed away um, from cancer of the stomach and liver. And then uh, two months, three months after that, my cousin, who's one year younger than me, passed away. He was playing football, um, collapsed of a heart condition, and, and passed away right there and then. Uh, worst year of my life so far. Um, would I want to go through that again? Never. But do I know Jesus more because of that time? Yes. I know him as my peace, not because someone told me he is peace, but because I experienced it. I know him as my comforter, not because someone told me he's my comforter, but because I experienced it. And now because I know Jesus in a deeper way, I have a deeper taste of what eternal life is because to know Jesus is eternal life. And so if you're here today and you're going through a why Jesus moment, you're asking Jesus, why are you letting me go through this? This is awful. This just sucks. Why are you letting me go through this? Let him speak to you and reveal himself to you.
let him comfort you as he weeps with you. And just wait for him to work. It may not be in the way that you expected, but he is working in your situation. So as I close, why don't we, um, why don't we just pray? Um, and I just want to pray. I'll pray generally, but I want to pray specifically for those of you who, who feel like you're going through a why Jesus moment right now. So I wonder if we could all just bow our heads and close your eyes for a moment. Um, and just with every head bowed and every eye closed, if, if you're going through a why Jesus moment, if you're asking Jesus, why am I going through this? Um, I wonder if you would just raise your hand just so I know who I'm, who I'm praying for. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. And come and comfort those who are suffering, who are really going through it, Lord. Comfort in the way that only you know how. Lord Jesus, even now as I pray, would you just reveal yourself to them? Would you speak words reminding them of who you are? Letting them know how you want to reveal yourself to them in in this season. Lord, would you wrap your arms around them and comfort them as you weep with them? And God, I pray you would grant them the faith to hold on to you and trust that you're working even when it seems like you're not. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.